Hey, Peter. Hey. Jack and Jill went up the hill to find what? Uh, a bucket of water. What? Jack fell down and broke his... Humpty Dumpty oh. sat on the... No? Okay. okay. Sorry. Okay. I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice and a certain uh, inability to remember nursery rhymes. You know, some of our intros are better than others, and no. that one was the best. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the world is upside down, apparently. Truly, truly special. <laughs> no, I was never do. like, I mean, I knew For some a couple nursery. of professional improvisers, sometimes oh, we man. fall straight on our faces. But this is, we're unscripted here, so we want to welcome you. We want to thank our listeners. We don't do that enough. We love our listeners. For sure. And we've been getting a lot of love from all around the world. We love our listeners in the U.S. and Canada, of course, For Australia, sure. yep. U.K., the, the English-speaking countries. Yeah, Mexico, North American brothers down there. Well, no, I was going to say that Mexico, France, you know, the countries that English is not the main language. Yep. We really love and appreciate you guys for tuning in. We even had a couple folks that say they're practicing their English based upon listening to our podcast. There's a, a guy in Japan that told me that, and I said, wow, you, you're getting a couple of bad St. Louis accents. I was going to say, yeah, farty far. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting the real deal, but we appreciate you guys. We love you. Thank you for being here with us and taking this journey with us. For sure. What Speaking we of that, well, we talked about a little bit yesterday. We'll oh. just tell people, is there anything new developing for New Orleans January? You'll hear it live. We don't have our date yet, but we do have, we, we are guaranteed. Well, we have the date it. range. We're still a little far away, right? Yeah, we're, we're very, very far away. So that's yeah. January 7th through the 10th is the Gen Conference. Peter Martin's given a talk there on something about business and jazz or something. I business. Don't know. Business. Uh, but we'll have our booth set up. Come by and see us. And then come by the podcast on either the 9th or 10th. I'll announce the date probably next week. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put this out there yeah. we're, we're, because we do improvise. If we can get enough, you'll hear it in open studio people there. Yeah. We're going to do something special okay. off-site probably because they probably won't let us do it there. We're going to do the podcast. We're going out for drinks. We're going out for dinner. We're going out to a gig. Something's going to jump off. I mean, we should probably I'm personally get a gig that. down there at that time, right? Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. just go play somewhere yeah. or something? Yeah. Let's we're do gonna, it. We're, 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 it's going to happen. All right. All right. Uh, Put so it on your check radar. That out. But today we are talking about something that I think is interesting and something – that we've never talked about on this podcast, which after hundreds of podcasts, I figured we've talked about everything at least once. But this, I don't think we've, we've talked covered. twice about how we hate jazz. So. Yeah, I know. That tells you something. Okay. Uh, this, this is your idea. This is, okay. is it better to be a Jack slash Jill of all styles? Yes. Or to specialize? And I think this is a great topic because yeah. this is something that I think about quite a bit. Do you think about like your role in uh, as a specialist or a generalist? Yes. In the music? Absolutely. Because, you know, I'm interested in so many things, even beyond music, but even like as a pianist, I think, you know, for pianists, this is especially difficult because the training to become a pianist, you, it kind of lends itself to being able to go in a lot of directions, you know? I mean, if you, if you play the piccolo and you play, only play classical music, you, there, there's a focus that's kind of built into what you're doing that's beautiful, yeah. you know, because, you know, not to say that you couldn't learn to, to do different styles, but most likely you're kind of pushed into one area, but then you can really specialize yeah. and you don't have to go through that decision. And then if you do go through the decision to do different things, it's such a violent thing to be able to do it. You, you're probably going to rise to the occasion. But I think for pianists, like we kind of, you know, um, have that ability uh, you know, to go in a lot of different directions, and it's a blessing and a curse, I think. So I'm not even sure exactly. I, I can't. I can't answer this definitively. And I know I put it on there, 
So uh, you know, I think about this in the context of other musicians I know. So St. Louis has a rich history of sort of um, a style of piano, like the barrel house style, yeah. very um, blues based. Yeah, boogie woogie and blues based. The rag leading time, into ragtime. Yeah. Scott Joplin was a Missourian and wrote a lot of his great rags here in Missouri. Three, and, uh, half a mile from here. Yeah. So yeah. we actually have a small a small group of pianists that have moved here from places like Boston yeah. and Indiana and Europe, and, and Europe yeah. to just come and play that, that style of piano here in St. Louis. And they're awesome. They're awesome. I always feel bad when I have to be the one to break it to them that Scott Joplin is no longer alive because they come here thinking I mean, they're going to they hang with him. I know, yeah. You know? No, but they're here to like you know absorb the culture and to, to be part of that, yeah. that the, very the niche genre. But I often think, like, well, I could never be that kind of musician. That's just not how... I roll for yeah. some reason. I don't know. I, I like a, a part of me wishes I were more like that, but then a part of me is like, I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because well, I'm like, and then we also have a trad jazz scene here that's really rich, which yeah. is great. But then sometimes I'm like, man, eh, call me when you invent bebop. Like, <laughs> right. Then right, I'll, right. I'll join you. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I, I don't know. There's something about it that if you get super super specific, like I don't know. I think there is a way you know, to kind of straddle the fence here. I mean, I think about sort of the way, you know, there's always like the who do we want to be and then who are we? And I think as all of us as musicians and certainly as people too, but, you know, music music has a way of making things, especially being a jazz musician or kind of like creative improvising musician or artist, it has a way of clarifying things and like kind of cutting through all the BS from the who you think you are and who you actually are because of the fact that you are required at different times to get up and perform and be yourself. There's not a lot to hide behind, you know? So I look at it more as like, who actually are we? And, you know, I've spent like a lot of time learning very specific skills that a lot of people would view as being very, very narrow within the jazz world. Yeah. And so then people kind of view me as that. But I'm always like, well, I'm so interested in this. And I'm all, and I'm, and, and I think you can be interested in those things, but still specialize in your thing. Yeah. And once you find it, if you're lucky enough to kind of find it and, and rally around it, you can really have some success. And I don't necessarily mean like, you know, doing big gigs. That might happen too. There's always the kind of luck factor of that, but just personal success to be like, wow, I'm here kind of at least a good percentage of the time doing what I'm supposed to be doing, like what I was put here to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that, if you look at the percentage of humanity over the years and right now, not a lot of people, a very small percentage of people can say that they're doing that. Yeah, I mean, So if we can hit it like 40% of the time, that's a blessing. I mean, in a sense, then, we're all kind of specialists in that regard. Yeah. uh, As far as just doing, I guess I was more talking about like a a genreist, like someone who is like... No, but I think that's that actually becomes part of it, this whole thing of like saying like, well, I'm a jazz, I'm a modern jazz player. Yeah. But I love like funk and I love doing this and whatever. And you would get some chance to do that, but you really do specialize in doing this thing and like people are calling you to do that and like that's the genre you're associated with so you specialize in that yeah yeah um and there's nothing wrong with that i think but it also doesn't mean you have to be like that defines everything of who you are yeah i guess i just don't want to think about myself like that in those in those boxes you know what i mean i don't know it feels really it feels really limiting to what to what you can do if you're just like you're a little younger than me you're not as enlightened as me you're gonna get there you're gonna get there no but okay so let's let's take you let's 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 take you i'll give you my assessment of oh here we go no no no. so i would say that you specialize in like you're a very flexible musician and flexible composer like your skills are super wide and varied so like you could look at that and be like well you're 
a generalist, but those specific skills are actually applied to, you know, several genres, but actually in a very specific way. That's true. So I would almost say that, like, you're very well-focused on things that you have a great chance of having a lot of success, and you do have a lot of success because you're not really a generalist. Some, I think other people might be like, oh, well, he can play different things and whatever, but you do it kind of an um, umbrella of the way that you look at music and look at the world and surround yourself with other people and musicians that I think it works well. So you're actually kind of a good example of pulling together these different interests into something that's fairly specific. Do you think that just, that just part of it comes from, because you mentioned yourself in that same way, do you think that just part of it comes from the, the, the role of the pianist? You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to have Absolutely. like kind of both of these things happening to Absolutely. And I think that we both benefit and can lean into, as you've been saying, like our instruments. And, and and when we do that and have some success, it usually means that we got lucky and got with the right instrument, basically. Um, because, you know, I mean, there's certain things that are obvious, like, the, you know, we associate a certain, like Christian McBride, we're talking about Christian, like as a bass player, it's like, wow, he looks like a bass player. He's, you know, but actually it's like, that was like a lifetime of a relationship with him and the instrument as much as him defining the instrument and the instrument defining him, maybe much more. And so, yeah, it was a good match. And so it continued on. And then he becomes like, you can't see him as doing anything else. So it's like, you know, as much as the genre and him being a jazz bassist, primarily, like, he can do a lot of different things. I know. Things. I mean, he can DJ. He can play electric yeah. like crazy. And so he does that, but he really is actually a very specialized player. Like, if you look at the bread and butter of what he does, and I think he understands. The fun thing for me with Christian is I've known him so long. Like, he's he's leaned into him being just, like, a straight-down-the-middle bass player for a very long time, like, since he was a teenager. Yeah. So he has he's very comfortable with that. That doesn't mean he doesn't explore other things, and he does. And so I think, like, the duality of this is what keeps it exciting. But when you do become comfortable, I mean, I know for me, like, people are always like, man, you've got, like, this touch and, like, this kind of, like, you know, harder swinging thing or what, whatever it is. You know, for me, that always resonated with me. So I, at, at a time when I was younger, I was kind of like, no, but I can do this and I can do keyboards. And I can, but then at a certain point, I was like, you know what? That not only is that sort of my thing, I actually like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't stop exploring other things and cr- trying to grow. But I'm I'm cool with saying like this is my specialty. And then around the little t- 10, 20 percent edges, I've got some other stuff happening. That's a good way to think about it. I think. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna try to expand my. You look skeptical. Well, I just, I'm just not there yet. I just don't know. You know what? As we were talking about earlier, you're a millennial. So you've got a, you're, you're on the old side. I'm from, the oldest millennial. No, that's right. We, we were going to do an episode today called The World's Oldest Millennial because you may actually be that. It sounds like a, a PG movie from the late 80s. Well, and Andrew may be, you're a very young millennial, right? You're at the millennial? very beginning. No. He has no idea. Andrew doesn't That's care. typical millennial, That's though. Typical millennial. <laughs> <laughs> a a, a non acknowledgement of it. So we have a nice span here. Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Did we answer the question? No, I don't. I mean, it was your question. I just don't. I don't feel. I, I think know. it was good. Yeah. I, th- I think that, um, I, like I said at the beginning, this is not something that we should. No one should have to answer it. And there isn't a right or wrong. I agree with that. It's like, how do you find the percentages and like, how do you find what works for you? But I think this thing we kind of hit on at the end about the instrument, like that's a bigger thing than we realize, like how the, because as you get better at an instrument and more acquainted with it, it really does start to define you. And even if you start to learn another instrument, we were talking about that too, kind of learn, you know, learning other instruments and you're a multi-instrumentalist, like how much do you decide for the piano defines? Like, are you like, like, like I say that and you're like, (laughs) 
So you probably would say, I'm a pianist. Yeah. And so that means you're letting the piano define you. And I'm a pianist. And like that puts you in a club, but it also is like, wow, okay. So that sort of tells me what I need to do. Like that becomes its own little genre. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, hey, uh, if someone wanted to leave us a rating and review, what would they do exactly? They would go to wherever they are listening or watching this podcast and just do it. Like and Nike says. How many stars would you recommend they give us? Well, I would recommend, I would require seven. I'm not even going to recommend okay, seven. With that in mind. I haven't been dogmatic about that recently, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Well, no, I'm just saying with that in mind and knowing that it is impossible, in fact, to give seven stars on most podcasts. This has been mis- disproven many times. So I don't know why you always say that. How many times have we gotten seven stars? Yeah, but in the comments, right? So I think that's the important. So leave the review and say seven stars, obviously. If you feel like it. If you feel like it. Yeah. yeah. And um, tomorrow, then. You'll hear it. Yeah.